Ravelo. What's no, up? I was using that for my Anima. footstool. Oh, wow. That's a great way to start. <laughs> Let's do a podcast together. Let's. This is what we're doing. This is 2020, man. This is what you do. You just do a podcast <laughs> if you, if you get wrapped got a up. Podcast. It's like, yeah. My neighbor's dog's got a podcast. It's so good, too. It's like, really good. He is a gigantic <laughs> dog. You know, it's worth listening to him. But anyways, yes, we we are doing a podcast because here Why? we are. Why are we? Gosh, that's a question we've been kind of asking each other. But I think the reason I want to do a podcast is because it lets me talk to you a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really like to hang out with you. Robbie does like to talk. <laughs> well, I like to talk about you as well. Like you do. Yeah. I know. We well, do like to chat nowadays. Yeah. It's so fun, and yeah. communication is so important to me, and this is a way to communicate messages, and, uh, you So know, basically, kinda... it's forced communication. For yeah, you. for you and I. Yeah. That's why I'm doing <laughs> it. What about you? <laughs> um, because I really like you. I like our conversations together. I think we've been through a lot together. I think we've learned a lot of things along the way, and for me, and... Um, being able to help people grow. Not that we're the authority on that whatsoever. But anything that I feel like both you and I really care deeply about people. And we always want to have a way to give back. And I think this right now is our way to give back. So. Good. That's what I think. Yeah. Well, I hope if it's giving back. I want to give you know, some insights yeah, that I don't, you've experienced. Yeah, I don't want people to think we're, like, weird. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Well, we're not weird. I mean, what? we do like to help people. If Like, that's all oh, I've done. I know. My whole just... career has been helping people, yeah. you know? And you, five years ago, you took that on huge. Like, ridiculously huge. Like, yeah. so big that it kind of... I just don't, I guess my point is I don't want people to think we're like this pretentious couple that thinks we... Oh, we're we... pretentious as shit, man. <laughs> oh, how many S words do I get? I don't know. I oh, don't know wow. what the rule on that is. Okay, well, you know, sometimes they come out, so be ready, kids. Okay. You know, maybe not have the kids listen to this one. Yeah. I just, don't know. I don't know. This might not be a kid-friendly podcast. It might not even be people-friendly, like, to be honest. Yeah, it might just be really me and just you me and Robbie, throwing so. it out into the universe. <laughs> But I, I appreciate what you're saying. I do think that, that people know us well. It, that people that know us know that we like to help people, you know. If yeah. they truly know our hearts, they know where we're, our motives all day are, what can we do to help others? You know, how can we, you know, instill some of the knowledge that we've, you know, I've personally gotten in my career. How can I use that to help other people kind of grow themselves that are at a place where they want to grow, you know. So yeah. I think this is... You know, the, the inside-out thing was interesting. I mean, we just kind of started with that, and here we are inside-out with Robbie and Annie, yeah. you know. So what is inside-out to you? What does that mean to you? Uh, well, the way you and I were kind of talking about it, because really it's, it's just a podcast of me and you t- talking, <laughs> to you be okay? honest, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the goal, I think, is to show there is a way for us to grow from the inside out and you know one thing that I you know you told me the other day is like that's what I'm really good at is helping other people grow from the inside out yeah you help people find their epiphanies like it's already within them but you have the ability to draw out those that's what things I try to do. 
So that in and of itself is why it's called Inside Out. Yeah. What does it mean to you? I mean, the same thing, but just drawing what's within us out. Yeah. Like, we all have this amazing power within us, this greatness, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. I know I didn't realize that about myself, and it just makes me sad to think about those who are hurting unnecessarily because they don't realize their worth. Yeah, that's something I watched with you from distance, and I think you've probably watched with me. I think we both have had, we're kind of perfectionists. We like to live life at a high level, and we've had some down times, and those down times make it, you know, hard to progress, Yeah. you know, but you also learn a lot through it. Definitely. And that's the, that's the part that I definitely do know is we've, you know, we've we've kind of gone on our own journeys of of building ourselves from the inside out and helping each other do it. You know, I feel like I've always been your greatest support and I've always mm-hmm. felt like you've been my greatest support even though I don't think I felt like I've supported you enough. Which is funny because I feel the complete op- like I feel like I did not support you enough, especially in the last four years. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long time, but I didn't feel that, you know, and so Anyways, I don't want to get off the... Yeah, let's, not that we let's have stay a subject. on topic. <laughs> anyway, Inside Out. We're excited to have therapy in front of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apparently that's what it's going to be. So I think, you know, when you're starting a podcast, I think what's really smart is to get for everyone to understand who you are, where you came from, what kind of built you to the person that you are today that says, oh, it's time for us to do a podcast, you know? <laughs> and it's not a... Uh, I don't think it's you and I being pretentious. I think we generally have we genuinely have things that we will help people with because that's what we do. We we know how to help people, man. We're really good. I love your confidence. Yes. Well, I had to gain that because, you know, there there's definitely been a time where I didn't feel that way. Yeah. You know, about myself. And so I'm excited. So let's talk about you though. I wanna figure yeah, let's out Annie Law. Where were you born, Annie? Do you not know? No, I do know. I want everyone else to know. I was born in Hahn, Deutschland. Okay, for those of us that are... <laughs> what is Deutschland? Germany. Oh, Germany. Hahn, you're, you're German? No, I'm not German, but everyone assumes this that. This explains so much. Does it? <laughs> yes. Your love for hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, hot dogs make you throw up. They, they don't make me throw up. Oh, they make other things happen. Yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about that. <laughs> that's more. where I got it Welcome, from. Welcome, Germany. Being born in Germany. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So you were born in Germany. So how was it being, you know, born in Germany? How how did that, how was that Well, experience? you know, I was a young infant, all of, I want I don't know how old I was when we moved. I was either two months old or two years old. I want to say two months old when we moved. So I really know nothing about it. My dad was in the Air Force, Robbie. Yeah. And so after so that, where'd you head? Where'd you head off to? Then we moved to Arkansas. Wow, dude, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. Are you being dead serious? I didn't know you lived in Arkansas. It's never been in my mind. I thought you went straight to like Tacoma or Ohio. Yeah, no, no. But again, we only lived there, I think, a year or two. Maybe that's where I'm getting the numbers wrong. I think we lived in Arkansas for two years. But either way, I don't remember that because I was still. Below. You don't remember when you were zero to two years old? I did not. I do not. 
So, do you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you being serious? I remember... No, of course not. (laughs) I don't think so. Our child does. Yeah, I think he's full of it. I don't know. He's got a really good memory. He does have a good memory, but that's kind of an amazing memory, because awareness seems to happen a little bit after that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, yeah, so from Arkansas, we moved to Tacoma, Washington, and we lived there for seven years, and that was fun. I liked it there. Yeah. And then we moved to Ohio, and we only lived there for a year, and I was in third grade. And then we moved to Utah the next year. And my favorite place about, forever. about Utah. Did you move into that house in Orem? Mm hmm. Okay, so you lived there from when? Nine, 89. 89. So I was nine. So I moved into my house in Orem probably when, when I think I was four, five maybe. Five years old, I moved into my house in Orem, and it's like two blocks from your house. <laughs> yeah. That's we so weird. We did live close to each other, like, forever. Yeah. But we were an a, a grade different, and so I didn't ever meet you until my senior year of high school. Yeah. And you were two blocks away. Same schools, you know. Yeah. It's just so crazy, you know, because I could have thrown a baseball from my house and possibly hit your yeah, that's your. not... You house. always say that. I no, don't No, but I probably that. could, and I think because I could throw it at that gigantic basketball court your dad built in the backyard. Let's wait on that one. Oh, okay. We'll have a whole podcast dedicated to my childhood basketball court that was six by four. <laughs> Literally, dude, you could do a layup. It's the greatest thing ever. I remember going, what is the point of this thing? And then I learned more about your dad. Yeah. And then I knew. It all made sense. It all made Slightly. sense. Just kidding. Um, anyway, what else? So you grew up in kind of a moving from here to there, ended up in Utah, and then now you're here, like from like age 12. Is that about right? Or I'm nine, I said. Yeah, I meant. Let's say that one more time. So you traveled around, like not traveled around, but moved from a bunch of places, then you ended up in Utah, and you were like in Utah. Yeah. Once you were here. Once I was here, yeah. Awesome. So, well, I'm just glad because now I know. <laughs> you How do you not know? I didn't know that you were in uh, Arkansas, and I didn't know that when you moved back to Utah that you were here. This is fun stuff to learn about your wife, man. Cool. I mean, we've been together for just a short amount of time, 20 years. <laughs> 22, 23? Yeah, well. Like, together. Who's counting? Clearly, I'm not. Yeah, clearly. Anyway. So, as, a, you know, you're growing up, we met. At what age? I was 17. 17. You were 18. I was 18. And no, I, you were 17. Yeah, I was 17. Yeah. Yeah, it was like September of 97. Because so I look at kids nowadays that are 17, like Gavin, for example, and I'm just like so weirded out that I was... Well, you have a recognition yes. of that age, and in your head you're going, I, I had it together. I was like, because you, you're in, in your, at your age, you think you're your, your age, but you're really not. Like, I'm a 40-year-old that acts like I'm still, like, 14. Well, duh. But I yeah. mean, like. But when I look back at, at high school, I go, 17. I really thought I had it together. I was like, I got I thought you had woman. it together. You know, doing my homework for me and everything. You were so responsible. How were you going to graduate without me? I know. Which is funny because how was I going to graduate without my mom? Because she did the same <laughs> thing. But I was trying to. I was trying to impress you. Oh, so really you had your you. mom do my homework? No, for you? <laughs> my mom did my homework while I was doing yours. 
Okay. Not but... really. But my senior year, my mom really did help with a lot of my homework. She's a good mom. Yeah, she's a good mom. So anyway, so you and I met. My story's not as cool as yours. I grew up in Orem. I lived in Orem. Then I moved to Orem. Then I stayed in Orem, and I was there in Orem my whole life. <laughs> Except so, for now. Yeah. In PG. Yeah, well, I mean, we also moved to Vegas there for a little bit. But like a month. Yeah. Yeah. But as we bore people with our life story. <laughs> so when you and I meet, uh, you know, we're 17 years old and we're, we dated ever since. And, um, you know, we got married at 22. I was 22. You were 21. Yep. Yeah. So that's when we began our life. It is. And it's yeah. been up and down and all over the place and beautiful and awful and... Full of pain and full of joy. Yeah. There's been a lot, man. That was a big roller coaster you just took me on right there, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I feel like most marriages are this way, and no one really wants to open up and talk about it. Well, because like I said, when you are, like, currently, I feel like I got things together. Like, in my head, I'm like, I really got things together. <laughs> You know, but yeah. a year ago I thought that, and I look back a year and I go, dude, you had nothing together, man, a year ago. Yeah. But I think we always kind of exist in that, that headspace. Well, I knew I didn't have it together a year ago, so. <laughs> really? I was not living in that headspace of, I'm doing good. Interesting. I sometimes make assumptions about life that are just wrong. <laughs> I think I was trying to justify my current state as being okay, but obviously the my behavior and outward actions would not Man, you talk about yourself in such a negative way i really don't like that it's like so hard not, for me all i it's not that i'm talking about myself i'm talking about who i was a year ago i'm not that person anymore and it's not that i'm talking about her in a negative way it's that i'm accepting that i'm different now and I can recognize what and how who I was back then. Yeah. Well, think about it. If I was saying that stuff about me, how yeah. does that make you feel? Bad. Yeah. But I, I feel it. like that's what we're doing lately because I was always but the I don't screw want... up with things. You know, I had some major, major issues that I had well, to correct in my life, you know. And so because I had all these major things, I think about you and I go, gosh, she's feeling really bad about something that seems really small when it was more just emotional baggage and dealing with, you know, relationships. Like, you, you're you such a great person, man. In the midst of all of that, you were still doing your best at everything, you know. And I had, I had an idea that you were really, really struggling, but, you know, some of the things that you even said on your post today about suicide, like, I didn't know it was that, like, close on your mind. You know, we talked about it, and I felt like I had kind of crossed a, a understanding with it and helped you understand the, you know, the necessity that we feel to have you around because you're so valuable. No, you obviously, had you not been there to help me during that time, I don't think I would have made it, like, really, truly, as much as you think like, or didn't realize how bad it was, you definitely did all you could have done to help me back then. 
you know, I, we're not like mental health experts, you know, and that's what's interesting when we talk about this because it's yeah. just our experience. And I go, well, what did I do to help you? What You've seen her going, I helped you. What was that? What did I do? You would just bring me, you would ground me. You knew what to do and what to say to bring me back to the present instead of me being in the future and or being in the past of something like some mistake that I felt like I had made. Like you brought me back to the now. So how, so I brought you back to the now. Just, so the reason I don't you. Know, but I just be, I don't know how you. <laughs> well, the reason you were in a state of distress was because you were thinking of what though? Like what was it that was going through your head? Because you mentioned the future and the past, but what does that mean? Just that I continued to fail at everything that I was doing. That I just was not succeeding in the way that I thought I was supposed to. And that I just kept messing up. Hmm. And not being the person that I knew I should be at that time as far as like my family goes. I was not a present mom. I was not being any sort of wife to you. I was completely self-absorbed in what I was doing and realizing how awful I was being to my family but not wanting to admit it because I was trying so hard to find my worth in uh, different things. What? No, I'm just listening. You're looking at me like you you have like the who farted face on. Like, was that okay what I said? That's, That's your deep. authentic no, self. It's it was very, very, very deep. Very I just deep. I'm just trying to find, you know, out of out of what you're saying, how I helped you so that other people can learn because I'm I'm sitting here going, gosh, I I don't really have any clue what I did it to help. I I felt like I was more a hindrance in many ways, you know. No. I mean, no. You did everything right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You just knew how to, like, you, by this point, you had done your own self-discovery. You had done all your own work to be able to find your just contentment with what you've been given in life if that makes sense. Yeah, contentment with what I've been given in life means what for me? Finding joy in everything, regardless of what's going on around you. You had found that, that peace. And you just held on to that as you helped me through my bullshit. And Okay, see, now we're getting somewhere, <laughs> I feel like. Okay, so you feel like I went through and fixed myself. Yeah. And that allowed me to come in and be a safe space yeah, for you. Yeah, because you realized the pain that I was in. You had been there. You understood it. You weren't judging it. You just... It made sense to you. And you did what you could to help me through it. Yeah. Well, I tried. You did great. You're so nice. <laughs> um, uh, gosh, it's so interesting to have a podcast where you're just talking about your own personal life. Mm -hmm. And then as you're doing it, you're going, why, why would people want to even hear any of this stuff? 
but then knowing like dude like we're on the other side of it you and I other side are, of what we're on the other side of our biggest issues with our relationship yeah that's what I feel like we are. That's not a feel-like thing. I know that we are on the other side of it. There's not even a question in my mind. We passed over that. We did that this summer. You remember that exact moment. Yeah. You know, my favorite place in the world. You did a <laughs> post on Instagram showing that little spot, you know. Yeah. Like, we have crossed over, you know, and that's a big thing. Because I remember even telling my best friend, I always call everyone my best friend. I think. <laughs> you have a lot of best friends. <laughs> Troy's been a good friend of mine. He's the best man of my wedding. He's been a good friend of mine for so long. And I'm I name dropping now? Well, I'm telling oh, Yeah, this is we all friend. know who Troy is. We all know who Troy is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know who Troy is. Name that movie. Uh, oh, shoot, I don't know because I did the quote. What is it in? I'm talking to the people. Oh, yeah, dude. Put it in Remember, the comments we're doing section a on your podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're not just talking to each other. Everyone's listening. Yeah, no, I know that. Um, so... <laughs> No, I talked to Troy, and I just was like, dude, I, we're struggling. Like, I don't know if we're going to make it. And he's like, if you two don't make it, then all humanity is lost. It's <laughs> like, you guys are so perfect for each other. And I really feel like people notice that in us. Sometimes I feel like people tell me that. Sorry, it sounds arrogant, but I have people tell me that. Like, they just see the way we look at each other and the way we are with each other, you know. And... Well, they didn't see us last year then. <laughs> that's what I don't understand, you know, because that's where I was at. And Troy was looking at it from the outside in, kind of going like, but he's also known us since we got married, you know. He was yeah. there when we said he yes. Has different memories. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm, I'm glad that we're on the other side because I want to give like that peace and hope to others that like relationships are hard, man, like really hard. You've been really the hardest. Hard hardest relationship of my life yeah you know because we've had to continue to choose each other I can't choose my kids I'm gonna be their dad no matter what I can't I I don't choose that it's they it's given to me okay I can can't choose my parents you know like my mom and I have had challenges recently there were times when my dad and I were at odds you know we've all gone through that but those relationships weren't like I couldn't choose that was that's gonna be there no Mm -hmm. matter what you can choose a marriage, man. Yeah. There were times where I chose to say, that's it. If she, if the, if what she wants is to move forward in, in her life, then I was willing to just accept that at that point. You know, and that was one of the hardest feelings ever, but I felt like it was necessary to save myself. Yeah. You know, so that I could... salvage my dignity... And who I knew I, I, I could be perceived as by the person that I perceived as being my most perfect match, you know? And I wanted to see that. And now that I do, it's like the greatest thing ever. And so I want to give people that feeling of hope, even though it's like, yeah, well, you know, that was only a year ago, you know. But, you know, a lot can happen in a year. Look at COVID. You know, I mean, Look a at lot, this year. Yeah, a lot can happen in a year, but that's, this is an 18 year marriage of, you know, finally crossing that line. Like I said, like, I know that we did it and, and we cl- kind of cleaned our marriage from the inside out. Definitely. You know, I like that. Do you? I do. <laughs> I emotions such get, they get me so fast. You man. are. Good emotional man. Good emotional man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I sit in here wondering, like, do people want to listen to this? So, (laughs) well, 
I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll find out next time. Are we done? Is that what we're ending on? No, I'm just saying. Like, we'll find out if episode <laughs> Which, two gets any you never started any looks. the timer, so. I have no idea what we're I don't at. know how long we've been well, going. Well, we said we were just going to talk about our, yeah. our journey for a little bit. I feel like we kind of jumped to the very end. Yeah, we jumped. That's the end of our, that's the current yeah. stage. Kind, I mean, we're better now, but. <laughs> yeah, the current stage. The current stage <laughs> Well, that's of the life. thing is it's a constant work, though. Like, even yesterday we had a big argument that it was usually the type of argument that would boil us over or it would last longer than 10 minutes. It would just go over days, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's because we just didn't know how to work with each other on it. Yeah. You know, I feel like I couldn't understand you as well and you can understand me. And so, you know, but we, like, you, the, the, my favorite thing that you say that you said once, and then now we just say it whenever we're fighting or we don't want to be the way that we are, is we say we're not that couple anymore. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite things, because it's like, I go, you're right, <laughs> I know, and all the anger that I'm feeling or whatever f- amazing emotion I might be overcome with starts to kind of subside, and I breathe through it. Yeah. It's a you good know? one. Yeah. We should put that on a t-shirt. Put that on a t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Man, you got all sorts of ideas. I man. do. These I'm, are just, I've got they are this, just pouring such a out. creative brain. It is such a creative <laughs> brain, you know. So I guess the moral of the story is stick stick with the one that you really, really care about. Well, it's not just sticking with, like, because a year ago, I didn't really, really care about you as a wife should. I did not see you. I didn't recognize you. What I saw was someone from my past that hurt me a lot. And I resented the person I thought was you. Even though I had told you I'd forgiven you for everything that happened in our past, I just held on to those feelings and felt entitled and felt like I could do no wrong because of the things that had happened in the past that were 15, 12 years ago, you know? And so, um, it's not, you have to first realize about yourself if you are holding on to your past so hard that you're unable to really see what's in front of you. And that's something that has to be discovered, I think, first, especially in a marriage, is recognizing your own faults before you can really see for sure if you do want to be with this person still. And when I figured that out, when I was able to recognize you and see you for who you were now and how hard you've worked to become this amazing person, it was like this weight was lifted off me and the skies opened up and it was this different universe that I had never seen before. So thankfully I was able to make that happen because now I see you and I really, really, really like you. (laughs) (laughs) So understanding how to try and see people for who they are today and not for their past mistakes and their past issues and yeah 
you act like I didn't do anything over 12 to 15 years, babe. I have had plenty and plenty of massive things that you and I have dealt with that have caused deep-rooted feelings for you. And, like, I I validate you. I want you to know that. I realize that. And that's to just, to every person in the world who's dealt with life, like, we should all be validated in how we feel. But then we need to, that's when it needs to become aware, or we need to become aware of ourselves in those moments. Because how we react to those things cause all this hatred and bitterness and turmoil and then our mental health goes to shit and then chaos ensues and then COVID breaks out and <laughs> there's racial injustices and all of this shit. Yeah. And you think what, like, obviously we're not the experts on anything, but what do you think all of these feelings, the majority of these feelings stem from where people feel that way? Their own insecurities, their own pain, their own challenges that they have had to face in life because it does suck life's hard but if you just continue to hold on to them and then make that your crutch that you lean on forever and ever well you can't stand up tall you can't enjoy life because you're broken yeah man <laughs> we're like all over the place <laughs> It's so this funny. Is so and it's so therapeutic. I know. It's therapeutic for me. And I sit here and think, listen to the difference in my emotional, like my voice. Like I get in this like different mode when I get to listen like this. I, you know, I'm learning a lot in this. And a lot of it's hard to hear. Yeah. You know? I'm sure it's not easy to hear that I used to not like you. Yeah. That's really hard. I didn't know parts of that. And that's like, I don't know how to respond to that, man kind of makes me really sad yeah but you like me now I do like you now yeah I love you a lot I love you too (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we're where we're at yeah and I'm super stoked that everyone's going to be listening to this (laughs) yeah no one's going to listen to this dude what are we who are we fooling right now who's going to listen to Inside Out with Robbie and Annie (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's funny though, because I really, I'm glad that you're able to be this authentic with me. You know, I feel like there was a time where you just listened to me talk for years. Oh yeah. I never opened my mouth. Well, and what a terrible listener I must've been. But I mean, I remember trying to listen, but you wouldn't talk, man. I wouldn't talk. I remember there were times where I would sit there and I would go, will you please just say anything? Like, but then you would get me on a subject or I would get on a subject and I can talk for hours without stopping. Because that was what I did for my career, you know, is talked and talked and talked. Yeah. So I can do that. You know, listening has been the thing I had to learn. I feel like listening has become my greatest asset now. Yeah, I would agree. Wow, that took a while for you to respond to that. (laughs) Were you listening? (laughs) Yes, I was totally listening. Yeah. But I, I saw was you processing at, that. No, because like, I was looking at my shoes when you were finished. I didn't didn't know you were finished. I know it's hard to know when I'm finished, <laughs> but I'm glad your squeaky shoes continue to make. I know podcast. that's yeah, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, it is fine. <laughs> so inside out. Yeah. Learning how to do it through sharing our experiences. Do what? 
to, you know, kind of heal from the inside out, to grow from the inside out, to expand yourself from the inside out, to see your worth from the inside out, to speak your worth from the inside out, any of those things. They all work. I think you nailed it. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes sense to me. I, I look back on my own journey, and you said that I found my self-discovery before you. So if I could share how I did that, I yes, would love to. Yes, please. Sorry. I okay. kind of took the mic there for a sec. No, you're fine. I just I know how to ask the question that keeps the conversation <laughs> going. <laughs> so yeah, well, let me know what questions I should ask if yeah. you talk. <laughs> well, ask me. So, Robbie, how did you, how did so you Robbie, get to that point? How did you... What started... Is that too personal? What started your path to self-discovery? Um, no, it's not too personal. I don't know if we could get too personal, Annie. Cause yeah, you and I, I don't kinda... want to be like, uh, everything, you know, but I want to be real. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll go with whatever you want, but, I mean, the for me, um, my opiate addiction primarily was the reason why I really started to look at my own brain. Yeah. And starting to look at the neuroscience behind why someone would get that addicted because it was really out of my character to become an opiate addict, wasn't it? Yeah, like you've always been this clean cut, like yeah. Whenever so I've made some out of character decisions, and whenever I do, you know, uh, I it takes me on this journey of like, how the heck could you ever done that, dude? How the heck could you ever been that type of person? And that type of question to ask yourself is really, really hard. So when you talk about looking in your past and going, I need to reconcile my past, I need to feel gratitude for it, that's kind of been my journey. Um, I read a book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenza. You know the, the author just off the top of your head like yeah, that? of course. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool talent, Ooh, man. Okay. I can't do that. <laughs> Anyways, he... Uh, he, he talked about um, being able to, I mean, he showed a study, basically, that showed in um, one county 3,000 different people in a hospital that had all the same ailments. Yeah. Have you, you heard this? told me the story, yeah. And they all had these same ailments, and so what they did is they took them and they split them into two lists. In one list, they prayed for everyone. Who was they? They are a, a control group. I don't have the study information in front of me, so I'm doing this off of memory. Well, you but, knew the author, so... Well, I mean, it was a study done, and I think it was in Jerusalem is where it was, but it uh, was like a university study or something. And they did this, and they had 1,500 people pray for the list, or for certain people on the list, and then they didn't pray for other people on the list. Actually, so I, they didn't split it up. They prayed for some and didn't pray for some. Okay. Okay, so they so that's how they split it. And when they did, um, the people that were prayed for healed faster. They died at a, a lower rate. They um, had less recurring problems that came from it, all from these prayers. And this is where it gets really interesting, though is as if prayer is not interesting enough to help someone heal. This was a study done in like the year 2000 and the people that were, and isn't it like weird to think that there were 3000 people in the same area that had the same disease at the same hospital, unless there was like a global pandemic, it doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. But it was over a period of time from like 1990 to 1996 3,000 people that had this same disease in those hospitals were prayed for in the year 2000 
10 to, you know, 4 to 10 years after it actually happened. And they healed at a better rate. When I learned that, I was like, oh my gosh. There is something special about being able to look at something in the past and be okay with it and be able to cheer for it and be able to learn from it and be able to root it on. So I started meditating. This is where it all comes together. I promise the loop Well, I'm still confused about the story. What happened that you didn't get? Just like, so people were sick from 1990 to 1995, but no praying was being done during that time. No praying was being done. They just lived, died, some lived, some But some people were doing better than others. Well, yeah, but the control group has no idea. So they just took 3,000 random people and they prayed for half of them. But people in 2000 prayed for these people. Yes. So while they were sick, they weren't being prayed for. No. Okay. They were being prayed for in the future. But they got better... Yes. During their time being yes. sick. Because cause prayer precedes space and time. Yeah. You know, all of those things. That's really crazy. It's in the book, Breaking the Habit I'm of sorry. Okay, I'm, okay, keep going. Yeah, it's a really, but it, for me, this you asked me what my self-discovery was. Yes, no, even though I, I was the one that prompted the question, so I want to share this. <laughs> so I started, I started meditating um, for my own previous self. Got it. So I would sit in my meditation and I would pray for myself in 2009 Hmm. when I was going through my opiate addiction. Yeah. I would cheer myself on. I would tell myself, you're going to get through it. And I cleaned myself. I got rid of the feeling of inadequacy and I started using it as a tool to help other people. I started educating other people when I could about what I did to get over my own addiction. You know, and so I started helping people with it. That's really incredible. And, and so, what's, sorry, I want to do mention this though. Like, when you did come clean, you went cold turkey, and with the amount that you were using at the time, like, that's impossible. So to hear that you were praying for yourself, like, that makes a lot of sense. Why you were capable of doing that. Well, I have plenty of other people praying for me, too. Well, yes, I get that. But, you know, and it's interesting because prayer is not like a massive part of my life anymore in the same way. I don't pray to the same God that I did when I was growing up. I'm very grateful for my experiences growing up and learning the way that I did. I I now, I pray in a much different format and still feel like I'm getting the same peaceful feeling, you know, and that peaceful feeling resonates with me in a way where I kind of, I feel... Um, extreme growth from the opportunity to pray, even though it's done in a different way now. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, so that was part of my journey is learning how to look back on my own history and go, you're going to get through it instead of look back on your my own history and go, why did you, why were you, and how could you? You know, it's more of a support to myself to look back and go, it's, you can't do anything about the past, man. There's not one thing I can do about that experience to take it away. All I can do is work on right now, you know? Yeah. Man. I like your story. <laughs> My story is taking people off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I see him drop. Look, another one just dropped. Another person Stop. just dropped. Unbelievable. <laughs> this is insane. No, so. I love that. I That's things I didn't know about you either. Like, yeah. I didn't know that you prayed for your past self. Yeah. 
So it's interesting, though, that you, like, I've always been taught to not focus on your past, right? And you, that's what you did to help heal yourself. So I think it's good to learn that there are different ways of doing things and healing and progressing. Yeah, that's what I think I hope this podcast becomes is more of just like a bunch of different ideas that have worked so that it doesn't feel like... Because like it, what, what works great for me may not work great for someone else. But if I don't share what that idea is, and it could te- it could help them, you know, then I, I feel like I miss an opportunity, you know. Yeah. And that for me was a really, really big growing experience was to be able to have more gratitude for who I once was, even though I, you know, looking at who I once was, I, I wasn't necessarily impressed with some of my behaviors, you know. So, yeah. anyway. Well, I'm proud of where you are. <laughs> really, I'm, truly. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, babe. So are we done? Yeah, you're amazingly good with compliments now. Compliments used to be really hard for you. Uh, yeah, I know. I couldn't accept a single one. Yeah. But. Well, and I was saying also in giving them. Oh. <laughs> to me specifically. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that for sure. Yeah, no, it's really nice to, to feel the amount of love and support you're giving me. You're, you're really awesome. Wow, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I love you. I love you, too. All right. <laughs> you were mocking my awesome word right there. You're awesome, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what I, you know how I feel about you. I, I love do. you. I do. Yeah, so next time we're going to have, we're going to do another podcast, right? This is I a mean, thing. that's the plan. <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. You, I said I need a commitment out of you. I'm well, not just I'm doing committing. a podcast. I'll do it. I'll do it. Good. But it just depends on if, I mean, whatever, we'll do it, regardless of if we have listeners or not. It's happening. We're doing a podcast. Yes. And the next podcast is on, Robbie. Stop we looking already, at me like that. <laughs> I feel like we already have at least one listener. Yeah. It's my mom. <laughs> that or my sister. Yeah. Someone. Someone. Anyway, so next time we're talking about um, losing the need to feel right, I think is really what it's going to end up coming down to. Whew. Yeah. That was a that was a really hard thing because ego is the enemy. You yeah. Know? And yet, you know, that's something that I feel like every one of us battles in some small way. Especially right now with everyone's opinions. Oh my gosh, it's gotten insane. It's Social insane. media has just made it so much harder. So that's what we're going to talk about. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it is. Also, check us out on Facebook. We have a Facebook, right? We do, and an Instagram. So, but they're called two different things. So on Facebook, it's called Just Inside Out. Okay. On Instagram, it's called Inside Out with Robbie and Annie. Oh, yeah. So. We don't have a jingle yet. I'm not going to do a jingle. Well, I will allow you to pick your jingle. I'm not going to be involved. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, next time, hopefully there's a jingle, and we will see you on the next podcast. All right. Bye. Later.